be honest, guys, I was actually planning on doing a completely different episode today, but due to probably this past week, getting a ton of different emails from people and, and clients that have been talking about this particular issue, and they're all related, and so I just feel the absolute necessity to talk about this. Even if it's a short one, it needs to be discussed, so let's go ahead and talk about that next. All right, guys, welcome to the Learn, Laugh, Bark podcast. I am your host, Jake, from OnDogTrainingAcademy.com. We are a course-driven website, so if you go on there, you'll see we have our first course, which is called Welcome Home, uh, ready to go. You can click on it, you can subscribe to it, and get working in it right away. It is over six hours of video time that you'll be able to watch and learn from. You'll have a year access to it, as well as a community that's not on Facebook, uh, to be able to ask questions, give feedback, support other members. It's just a good place to go. So definitely look at that course um, and check it out. Otherwise, everything else, um, links to our, our other social uh, places like our, our Facebook pages and whatnot, will all be in the link below. I just wanted to dive into this topic today, again, because it's just been something I've been seeing and hearing a lot of, and it's been going on forever, but honestly, it's just it's kind of reached a boiling point in my opinion. Um, and people just don't listen to what I have to say. It seems when I'm talking to, to people. So I'm going to go ahead and just talk about that, um, today. What that is, is our failure as people, as dog owners in effectively and responsibly supervising our dogs. Supervision is massively important and it's massively being overlooked. We are giving dogs that don't deserve it too much freedom. We are giving dogs that are too young too much freedom. And what this is creating is not only a disconnect, and we'll talk about this more in depth here in a second, not only a disconnect from us because the dogs are learning to value other things besides us, but also, and in my opinion, more importantly, they're able to practice behaviors that they maybe perceive as fun but are absolutely not fun and potentially dangerous and even potentially life-threatening to that dog or to the life of that dog. So we're going to, it sounds super dire, guys, and I promise this isn't as bad as it probably sounds, but in the moment, it's just kind of, like I said, it's kind of reached a boiling point. It needs to be talked about. And so the first thing we're going to talk about is just the, the lack of supervision inside the house. The first one leads into potty training. Like if you're trying to, if you're having accidents in your house, The first question I ask people is, well, where were you when the accidents happened? A lot of responses I get is, well, I was in my office, or I was in the kitchen, or I was doing this, or I was doing that, and I didn't see it happen. And that's the problem, right? Supervision has to happen. We need that to happen. Um, You need to watch these dogs to make sure these accidents don't continue. And that's minor. Yeah, pottying in the house is a pain in the butt, absolutely, but it's minor. Also, another thing, countersurfing. If you're not supervising your dog, your dog is learning countersurfing. And again, countersurfing might sound like something that's sort of like, eh, not a big deal, whatever, but it can be. Countersurfing is the dog jumping up on counters. You probably all know what this is. Jumping up on counters, looking for certain things, and finding certain things. I've had a dog, a client dog of ours, that targeted knives. Knives. 
would grab the knife. Not only is that incredibly dangerous to the dog trying to grab a knife and carry it around, but then it would play keep away. So then you have the family with kids chasing this dog down, trying to get a knife from it. I mean, good Lord, that just sounds terrifying and potentially extremely dangerous. So countersurfing, and, and, and on top of the countersurfing thing is if they get into something that's potentially dangerous, a pack of gum can kill a dog. It can absolutely just roach out their liver and, and kill them. And so it's, it's imperative that we are supervising these animals. And if they're showing us that they cannot have, they cannot be trusted, we can't give them these privileges. We can't. I don't, I don't care the age of your dog. It does not matter to me. If your dog can't be trusted, they can't be trusted yet. This is where kenneling and, and you know having them confined to some degree is not only highly recommended, I would almost say it's a necessity for the safety of your dog and for the safety of your house. Destructive chewing. You know, a dog gets bored in the house, and we'll talk about boredom, especially for outside. But a dog gets bored in the house and starts to chew on things. And once something becomes interesting, interesting enough to keep the dog busy, they'll keep going back to it. They'll chew on your couches. They'll chew on your furniture. They'll chew on, you know, everything. Carpet. They'll rip carpet up. They'll rip tile up. Dogs can get an OCD behavior pretty easily, and it definitely happens. And they'll they'll destroy your house if they're not trained to to leave it alone, if they're not properly supervised and interrupted, you know, and that's probably the biggest thing too when it comes to to all these behaviors. And we'll talk about one more here uh, that I think is a big one, but it, it's about us being able to supervise and intervene, stop the behavior before it snowballs into something worse. And I'm seeing this. I'm seeing these behaviors getting worse and worse. And the advice I give just kind of goes goes in one ear and out the other. And they either don't think it's necessary or they don't believe me. I don't really know. But that's beside the point. The last thing for inside the house is overstimulation to outside world. Meaning your dog sits at the window. And and if you're listening to this, you probably have a dog who's done this or who does this. Um, sits at the window and spazzes out because there's birds at the bird feeder. Or a squirrel in the yard. Or people walking by the house. Well, this is all happening because they're allowed to practice it. If you're not intervening, especially early on, if you're not intervening, you are creating habits. These habits are the dog goes and barks when it sees people. The dog goes and, and spazzes when it sees squirrels or, or birds or whatever outside. And people kind of write these things off as, well, it's funny. Barking at people, not so much. But you know, getting super excited and jacked up over, over critters outside, people think it's the funniest thing. And they're like, oh, okay, okay, you want to go get them, you want to go get them, and then they let them out. What you're doing is you're teaching your dog something as fun when really, if you look at the broad picture, it's not fun. And it's going to drive the dog. It's not only going to create anxiety and stress in the dog, it could leak over into other issues. Your dog could go from friendly, playful puppy to... Um, possibly reactive or aggressive to other dogs because it's just sitting there at the window spazzing out freaking out and then when it finally gets to get out it runs over there and it's so overstimulated that it just immediately goes into fight mode and that's a huge massive problem and we could have intervened early on and stopped these behaviors before any of this even got going so that's the frustrating part now let's talk about the big one this is outside i just feel and this can be tied into inside as well too but i feel like people when they get fences when they get invisible fence or if they have a bunch of land they use that as the dog's babysitter 
that has suddenly become their reason to let their dog out and not supervise them and just walk away. Well, I've got the fence, it'll keep the dog there. Oh, the invisible fence, it'll keep the dog there. You know, or I got so much land, I want the dog to roam. You are using your backyard or your property as a babysitter. And I'm going to tell you this, your babysitter is doing a terrible job and you should fire that babysitter right now. First thing is, what happens when you leave a dog outside for a long time? Well, they get bored. You can say, well, I let my dog outside so they can entertain themselves and move around. Just like inside, outside can become boring as well. And when dogs get bored, they come up with games. Digging holes. Yeah, that's that's definitely one. I've seen dogs get destructive to the house, tearing off siding, you know, chewing on on decking and all that stuff. But I also see, and this is a big one, and this is the one that I think is is overlooked for whatever reason, is hunting. Dogs are looking to hunt something down. A lot of dogs, if you have a dog that has any sort of that prey drive in them, they're looking and squirrels, mice, rodents, you name it. They're all looking to hunt and possibly and probably kill these animals and if they're able to catch them. And if they're not, it just progressively builds frustration and eventually turns into something bigger than it should have been. Um, but it's it's that hunting they're going to look for and they're going to try and kill something. And that easily, easily leaks over to other dogs. Easily. You could have a dog come in your property or come in your yard, you know, and, and the dog your dog just immediately goes into that hunt, prey, drive, whatever, and goes over and attacks that dog. You know, and, and I think it's just, if you would supervise and intervene and, and be outside with your dog, interact with your dog, play with your dog, but you know what? When you're not out there, your dog doesn't have to be outside for eight hours a day. It just doesn't have to happen. The other thing that I think that, that can happen by leaving your dog outside for long periods of time without you being there is your dog starts to learn how to entertain themselves without you, which sounds like a good thing, and it is when it's in balance. But because they're spending most of their day outside, you become less valuable, and everything else becomes more valuable. Suddenly a dog who is always looking and hunting for stuff can't just shut that off the second you let them inside or you go outside with them they're still hunting so now you have a dog who easily disconnects from you because there's a bird there's a squirrel where are they what's going on is that a gopher what is that thing and so dogs are disconnecting from their owners and and they don't even the dogs don't even care about them as much they're like yeah whatever i'm out here still i'm looking for that thing especially if they're not able to catch them easily because that's that frustration frustration can be absolutely it can be good for dog training but it can absolutely be a negative bad thing for dog training as well if it's not done properly and this is not done properly it's absolutely not so so the next one then is barking well that's the same as in the house right they see stuff they bark at it barking can be so rewarding to dogs because it's a release so if the dog starts to bark at something it just learns it and it perpetuates it makes it worse it goes and goes and goes and then it's just that's a habit form once habits are formed habits are hard to break they're not impossible they can be They can be broken and we can change behavior, but it becomes harder. This is why I'm saying you need to be proactive and and supervise your dog right away. And when you start noticing behaviors, intervene, interrupt, redirect them, give them something better to do. Be like, hey, instead of trying to dig a hole, why don't we go over and we play fetch or let's do some training or let's go, you know, do something else. If your dog has a strong digging drive, you can be like, hey, you want to dig? Dig in this sandbox, dig in this thing for you. But you can't just let your dog just decide on their own. Dogs are terrible at making good choices. Terrible at it. They need our help. 
because the choices they make a lot of times progressively lead into bigger, badder behaviors, and we need to make sure that we are on them for it. Um, I already mentioned disconnect from people and the value over everything. But here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. You have to supervise your dogs. You have to. Our dog is almost six years old. Do I trust him outside? 100%. Will he get into things? No, because we've intervened. We didn't let him dig. We didn't let him try and jump a fence. Uh, if you have an invisible fence, we made darn sure, well, he doesn't have it, but we'd make darn sure he doesn't run through it. We would train him to it and train him to it well, you know, and and we're keeping our dogs close, you know, to, within appropriate. I mean, who wants their dog or who, what neighbor wants your dog going to their house and pooping in their in their yard? Nobody, nobody. So it's on us that we have to supervise. We have to keep them safe. They are depending on us to keep them alive. And that doesn't just mean health-wise. That doesn't just mean feeding them. It doesn't mean vetting them. It does. But it also means training and teaching them right from wrong. Because if behaviors get bad enough that you can't take care of the dog and you are you think, okay, I need to get rid of the dog, who's going to take on those problems? Rescues are already filled with those problems. And they're hard to adopt out. And is it fair to adopt a dog out to somebody if the dog has a bunch of aggression issues or something. So it is absolutely on us. I'm putting this on you guys. Be proactive. Get out there and supervise your dogs. Interact with your dogs, but intervene if something looks off. If it's a behavior that's going to lead into other things, you have to see you have to see beyond what is actually happening. Okay, a dog chasing a squirrel seems harmless and seems like something a dog would do. The problem is, what does it lead to later? You are hyping a dog. When you see a dog getting like hyperventilated, anxious, excited like that, without proper outlets, without proper work, that will leak over into so many things and cause so much problems. So I apologize to anybody. I don't actually. Uh, If this strikes a nerve, I'm not talking about anybody in particular. This is just something I've been seeing growing every week and it needs to be addressed because honestly we're going to have a ton of dogs with a ton of problems and I get our lives get busy I understand that but that's no excuse to make outside become the babysitter for the dogs absolutely zero excuse for that or leaving our dogs loose in the house because well I'm going to be gone for some time and you know I just want my dog to have free roam sure if your dog can be good in the house isn't going to do any of these bad behaviors we talked about, maybe your dog could be loose in the house. But if you're having problems with your dog in any of the things I talked about, you got to reel it in. You have to reel it in. You have to contain them. You have to manage this because it will blow up into something bigger than it needs to be. So that is it, it, guys. I know it was a little bit shorter of one, about 15 minutes. That's not too bad. But it needed to be said, again, supervise your dogs. You need to know what they're doing. I don't mean follow them around and just stare at them the whole time. You have to see them and be able to intervene when something bad comes up, when something potentially bad leading comes up. So hopefully this helps. Um, Hopefully you guys understand that some of these mistakes that people are making are massive and needs to be addressed and stopped. And hopefully this helps you guys in long term with your animals, with your dogs, in helping them with any issues or stopping any issues that could potentially pop up later on. 
So that is it, guys. Check out our Facebook page. Uh, I'll link that in the description below. Also, our uh, the podcast page, our business page, and then, of course, you can go on to ondogtrainingacademy.com, and there you'll be able to... Uh, subscribe to our email list or check out our new course and purchase that and get in and start working with your dogs in that. So thank you guys for listening this week. I always appreciate it. And of course, like every week, we'll see you next time.